Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. Today, I'm joined with Celestina here to talk all about networking. We're going to talk about how to really build a community when you're first getting started in your nutrition business. We're going to talk all about um, how to find your network of people and, you know, how to find like-minded people that you can, you know, share your experience of starting your business with and um, really like hone in on your, your specific skills and your superpowers as a nutritionist. So I'm really excited to have her here and let me tell you a little bit about her. Celestina Brunetti is a chef, registered dietitian, and master connector. She holds intimate virtual mastermind sessions for registered dietitians so they can hone in on their superpowers and take action to do business differently. She also hosts international mastermind retreats for RDs who want to get out of their typical day-to-day and rethink the solo in solopreneur. That's really exciting. I I love that. I think it's so needed. So thank you so much for being here. And I'm really excited to uh, chat with you today. Stephanie, I'm beyond excited to chat today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I feel like it's a long time coming where we connected for when I came on your podcast and now having you on my podcast to really talk about what I feel like is your, your zone of genius is that connection and that networking and that masterminding and bringing people together. And I, and I remember saying this when I came on your podcast, like, to me, you just have that energy where if I met you at a networking event, I feel like you would make me feel comfortable and you'd maybe be like the party starter. I don't know. Do you feel like that would be you? (laughs) I think it depends. So I really appreciate you calling this out as like a zone of genius because I don't think I would have like five years ago. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm in it now, but I don't think that like, I would have seen this as my zone of genius five years ago, which is very interesting because typically your zone of genius is like a blind spot, right? That's Mm -hmm. something that someone else can like really hone in on you. Um, As far as the party starter goes, I think it depends on the environment that I'm in. I do better in like smaller groups, like smaller, more intimate settings than like going to a networking event, I always have to have like a a beverage in my hand and like something to fiddle with to like attempt to start conversation. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm totally the same way, but I feel like there's just some comfortability when, when I meet you. And, and I think, like you said, thriving in the smaller group situations. And I think that just goes back to knowing yourself really well. And especially when you start your business and we can, we can kind of start talking about this a little bit more. It's like, yeah. I mean, for me, I didn't even know I was even really starting a business. I just wanted to help people. I didn't know what my skills were. So I kind of went into things and then really quickly realized, like, I don't have a community. I don't have people to talk to. If I'm having a bad day at work, my partner, he cares, but he can't, he doesn't get it. Like he doesn't know how to support me going through this, you know, solopreneur journey. So what was it like for you getting started? Do you feel that same way of like, wow, I really don't have anybody here to help me out and to really like bring out kind of those best skills that I have inside of myself. Yeah. So my business has taken multiple, I guess, multiple different directions. So I started it five years ago and it was 
not strictly, but it was mostly personal chefing. I wasn't really seeing clients one-on-one at that point. Um, and with that, I did have two really amazing mentors. So with the personal chefing side of things, I had two people that I had worked with, like with in their personal chefing businesses and then solo within their personal chefing businesses. So I really understood that side of the business really well. But yeah, when it came to the nutrition side and seeing clients one-on-one, it was very isolating. Um, but mm-hmm. I think the first thing for me, whenever I moved to a new city, so I guess let's preface this. I've moved four times in the last five years. Wow. Uh, and that's a lot of times to have to restart your business, but this is the tactic I took every time, right. To not feel alone in a new city. I went to every possible networking event I could attend within the first couple of weeks of moving to a new city. And then I continued on doing it. It can be really intimidating initially, but I think putting yourself out there into the world of other solopreneurs, even if they're not in the nutrition field, getting yourself out there, talking to different people can give you one amazing connections who couldn't then recommend you, but also it just gives you different perspective that like, Hey, you're not alone. No, you're not in a typical office environment where you have your besties, like in the cubicle mm-hmm. next to you, but these people can be really vital in like learning the next steps of business in some way, shape or form, or could just be friends when you're, when you're in a new place too. So yeah, yeah I think it really is important to look outside of your four walls in your office, or if you go out to a cafe and like mm-hmm. work from a cafe, like look outside of that and find different events now, especially since the world is reopening, mm-hmm. like find different events. And like, that is beyond key in, in not feeling alone for sure. Yeah. And how did you like get the confidence to do that. Like you said, you know, you need to make sure you have a drink in hand and maybe like (laughs) that you find that little group of people. Like how did you kind of gain the confidence to go? And then once you were in these events, like how did you kind of break into them? And the reason I I would love to, if you're open to sharing more about this is because I think so many people listening resonate with that more like introverted shy side. And sometimes we can feel a little for lack of a better word, jealous of the extroverted types who can just so easily go out and do these things. And like you said, you didn't start that way. So what would be like your first steps to like giving yourself the courage and then actually reaching out to people when you were there? Finding events that spark your interest. So I think initially I was going to like, oh, big cities do it. And I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a different like artist, like group or artist presentation, like highlighting someone else in the like creative community Mm. every month. So I started by going to those events and like talking to people that I knew I would vibe with. And like, they weren't necessarily the best connections for my business, but I knew at least we could have something in common to like spark conversation. So I think, I think starting with like something that's close to home is is probably the best way to do it. And then going to some of the events that are maybe a little bit more business related. Um, I'm trying to think of like the different websites that I would use back in the day, maybe like Eventbrite, like Mm -hmm. Facebook events. Like, I feel like those were just like infiltrated with like a bunch of different things that you can do. Um, And that's really where I started making those connections. Actually, now that I think back, I started doing that when I was in Las Vegas. So like literally when I first started my business, again, I've moved a lot since then. So I was like (laughs) trying to think as far back as I could go, but yeah, like some of those artist events are like really where I started out. And then that's when I started meeting people in, in Vegas itself, which is a big city, but it's also a small town. And like, 
if you mention that you need to know X, Y, and Z person, people will definitely connect you. So I think even in bigger cities, that's a really good way, like asking like, Hey, like, do you know anyone who does X, Y, and Z that you could connect me to and asking that. And then also in that same conversation, asking how can I help you? Right. So it's, Mm -hmm. so it's mutually beneficial and it's not just one-sided. And I think going into some of these things, that's the real key, like asking, yes, like, Hey, this is what I would love a connection to this person or a connection to this field. And what can I do for you? Even if you're new to that city and like, no, absolutely no one. I think just asking that is really important and shows that you care in some yeah. way, shape or form. Cause then it's like a reciprocal relationship, right? You're not just going to these events saying, how can you help me? It's like, you know, people also want to know kind of what's in it for me. And, and that's how you create a relationship or a friendship. And I think also probably like you said, it's not necessarily going to like nutrition events all the time. You're going to other industry events, but even you're just going to get practice with speaking and creating relationships, creating friendships. So I think that's, you know, and maybe that's even less pressure because then it's not people in your field where you're stumbling and you don't, you don't kind of have everything refined yet on what you want to say. You can kind of practice it out at these other events. So when you do go to like nutrition or wellness related events, you've got that all down. Um, but the other thing I was thinking is I remember hearing once, you know, with networking, it's great to network with your people, but it's even better to sometimes network with different businesses because, you know, for the most part, a lot of wellness or nutrition business owners kind of, we kind of all do things the same way. You know, we all have our, I help statement. We all pick our niche. We all market in a specific way, um, for the most part, but, you know, a real estate agent might have a different way or different strategy of marketing. And maybe like a dentist has a different way. And if we're only going to events where it's just our people, we're only all kind of doing the same thing where if we go outside of that, it's like learning, oh, wow, like I never even thought about marketing in this way. So do you kind of agree with that? Or did that, when you were doing these different events, did that actually kind of come up for you of like people are doing things differently than maybe I was doing things? Totally. What's interesting is that I don't think I ever went to nutrition specific events. Like Mm -hmm. I was always just entrepreneur events, like trying to have the entrepreneur, solopreneur mindset. And you're right. See what other people are doing differently. See how they're interacting with each other. Are are different industries just like letting their their business cards fly? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because I feel like a a lot of the times at these events, people are just like, oh, here's my business card. And like, you don't have a meaningful conversation. But when you can break through with like, I don't know if there's a hundred people in the room, if you can talk to two people, maybe three people and have like a deep, meaningful conversation more than like surface level. Here's my card. Here's what I do that's a good day. Like that's yeah. a really good day, you know? So I think you're right. It is really important to go into these events and not necessarily try and connect with the people who are in your same field. So like the people that I've met throughout these years, one of my, I guess I call him my business boo and he <laughs> and I mastermind every week. He's in IT, like mm-hmm. vastly different field from nutrition, but we both have solopreneurships, right? Like we both have businesses. So we, we know each other's businesses so well at this point that we can give each other ideas based off of like one, our personalities, like how we know each other, but also thinking about business from just a different business vantage point, which I think is really important. So yeah, definitely going into those conversations that you're having with people, not necessarily to like get them as clients, right? Like that's not the goal with networking. It's to broaden your network and go deep, right? Like, yes, a wide network can be fine, but like if you can dig deep and like learn more about that person and vice versa, 
then that is going to build a more solidified relationship rather than trying to meet all hundred people in that room. Yeah, I totally agree. And thank you for saying that. And I think that can be that for those who identify more as an um, introvert, that can be your skill is being able to go deeper with some people, right? And not having to like say hi to everybody in the room. So I think that can give people a lot of confidence of like, even if you go and just say hi to one person and you chat for five or 10 minutes, like that could be a great win and just working up from there. So what would be some, oh, sorry, go ahead. All good. I think also something to be said though, I've also done the complete opposite and like spent a two hour event just talking to like one person, not good. Also not ideal. (laughs) So there's like a happy medium there. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I guess it's, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm like the person to get caught up in a conversation where I wanted to talk to five or 10 people. And then like someone just zones in and you don't know how to get out of that conversation. And yeah, like you're saying, it's, yeah, you don't want to like burn yourself out by doing too much and you don't want to maybe just hone in on just one only. I guess the one good thing would be if you felt nervous to talk to anyone, at least setting the goal of one person. But like you said, to have kind of some diversity there where you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Now, what I was going to ask was, um, what kind of things would you say like people should bring with them to a networking event, like a simple business card, like you had mentioned, or are people doing things differently now? Um, I know I actually bought something a while ago. It was like this little thing you put it, it was called a popple and you put it on like the back of your phone and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be where you can like put all of your details on it and like um, kind of like touch someone else's phone and then they get all of your information. Yeah. It actually didn't work to be honest. So I took it off my phone this weekend. Cause I'm like, it doesn't seem to be working and I'm not meeting a ton of people in person to be tapping my info. But yeah, like, I feel like there's these like modern ways of being in touch with people now have, you know, are people still traditionally giving business cards or have they moved beyond that? Girl, I haven't been to a networking event in literally a couple of years at this point. So I, <laughs> I honestly don't know, but I feel yeah. like business cards are probably still tried and true. I've seen more people going towards like the scannable, like QR codes as like a digital mm-hmm. business card. So that can probably also be an option, right? Just having like a PDF that on the other side of that like QR code. Yeah. Um, but I also think that at least in the nutrition space, having an Instagram is like Mm -hmm. really important. And that's where a lot of people, at least in like what I'm experiencing seem to be connecting. Um, so I live in Germany now and like, I don't have the opportunity to go to events often. Mm -hmm. The last time I saw people like speaking English in person, like talking about nutrition was in January. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't happen often for me, but that's not to say that like, you can't use a social platform to network with people as well. And I think that that's kind of been my specialty over the last couple of years, honing in from like going to, I mean, that's COVID too, right? Like going in from those like in-person networking meetings to being on Instagram. So I think having an Instagram is important, but also still having something tangible, whether it's a digital business card or a physical business card. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause I mean, I kind of zoned in on like, okay, let's talk like in-person networking where you're in a room and you've got your little drink in hand and your business cards and you're trying to pass them out. But you know, that's not necessarily the way the world is going or moving, especially like you said, with COVID. So what kind like, tell us about networking on Instagram. How do you do that? How do you do that in a way that doesn't come across like spammy, I guess, because I feel like so many people are used to getting like, 
those like messages in their inbox, you know, in hey, not babe. in their main, yeah, hey babe or hey whatever, <laughs> and it's like not in their main folder. I mean, for me, I just delete those a lot of the time now. So yeah, how how do you even like approach that? How do you start that without coming off spammy? Yeah, I think it depends. Um, so the goal of networking here is to work with other nutrition professionals, right, or other people in like adjacent communities, whether that be mm-hmm. like chiropractic or acupuncture or whatever, right? So I think B two B it's a little less schmutzy, but B to C it can be, it can feel like you're spamming like, Hey babe, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to be a part of it? It feels a little Mm -hmm. MLME, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. Yeah, It just doesn't feel as authentic. I think it's like people sign up to go to a networking event. You kind of all know that that's going to happen, but in an Instagram space, it can kind of even feel violating sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think the way to get around that, at least in my world, my space. So like, I feel like most business coaches out there are like, at least from my experience, they're like, like the first 12 photos, follow Mm. them, stalk them for like two weeks. And then be like, Hey, like, do you want to be part of this? Like that's Mm -hmm. my experience. That is like to the T of how to creep someone out on Instagram for me. (laughs) Like if I follow them, cool. Maybe I might. Mm -hmm. Um, but usually I wait till people follow me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, Hey, thank you for coming into my space. I send a voice message. I think, I think the key there is though, not everyone's going to respond and you have to be okay with that. Right. Like some people are still going to be creeped out by it because they've had bad experiences with whatever in the past. Right. They've been just like creeped out by either like people spamming them to be business coaches or just like people in the industry who were just schmutzy. So -hmm. it sucks. And no, not everyone is going to be your person. Like even if they follow you, they're not going to, I don't know they're not going to respond necessarily in a message, but I think being like showing up as much as you can as yourself is key. So I always open up with a voice message because I think a voice is just so much more personal than like a, Hey babe message. It's usually like, OMG, Hey, thank you so much for following me. And I'm just happy that you're in this space with me. Like how, what can I do for you? Yeah. Starting with that, bringing it back. Right. What can I do for you? Totally. And I think, the point here is if we're again talking about like collaborating with another business owner, maybe there's another nutritionist in the space that is in like an adjacent niche or focus than you, and you want to maybe like do like an Instagram live with them or you want to connect with them to do some kind of like collaboration. I think what you're trying to say here is like the point isn't to right away just start with like, hey, this is what I want. It's like to build that relationship and just like, you know, hey, like, and, and just find that kind of common ground. In fact, I think that's what you did reach. I'm pretty sure you reached out to me and you had mentioned that um, you had listened to one of my podcast episodes and that felt like a very genuine reach out, like, you know, taking the time to listen to something and saying like, here's a mutual interest that we have, right? Before talking about let's do each other's podcasts and things like that. So I think like, it's not just like going right for like the jugular right away. It's like, you know, kind of like being really like soft and, and slow with building that, that relationship. Totally. And then I'm pretty sure you have a pupper. And I mentioned that too, because oh, I, I also have, have a pupper. I have pads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Which, exactly. When you're a pet mom, that's, that's a great thing to, yeah. to talk about. And like, again. that's not a schmutzy tactic. I feel like I was trying to like trying, I, I was having genuine conversation and I think keeping it as, as you as possible in like all of your interactions, that's when it comes through as genuine. So be your quote unquote authentic self guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that can be great advice, but I 
think also people just starting out maybe don't know who they are yet as a business owner. So it can be a little bit scary because it's like, I want to come off, but I do I get, do I give my whole spiel about all my background? You know, maybe I don't know who I want to help yet. Maybe I'm unclear. So they just don't reach out. And I think totally like, again, kind of what we've been saying here, like building that muscle is like putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation a little bit to build, you know, a potential great network of people, but kind of taking that first step to be like, this feels super uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. I don't know if I'm going to come across in a certain way, but just like going ahead and doing it and just doing it in a way that feels really good to you. Yeah. And I think, I think not to let, especially on Instagram, right? Like don't let the number of followers that the other person has freak you out. Like Mm -hmm. there's a human on the other side of that. Sometimes, yeah, it's like a robot thing responding to you, but like 99.9% of the time it is a human responding on the other side and they're down to have a genuine conversation with you as well. So it does take a little bit of nerve sometimes to like message someone Mm -hmm. um, or even respond to someone, even if someone reaches out to you, right? Like it can be a little scary, but I think just treating it like you would like if you met someone on the street, right? Like you're not just going to ignore them completely and just like have a, have a stone cold face, just respond. Even if it's text, even if you're really uncomfortable with like the video response or the, the voice message response, even if it's just a text, be like, Hey, thank you so much. I'm happy that you're here. Like, what can I do for you? And how can we, what can we do together to make this, our, our space a better place? Right? Like that's, I feel like as nutrition people, like with that mindset, we're all here to help others in some way, shape or form. And if we can find a buddy to help others with, why not? Even, Mm. even if our messaging, even if our messaging is just a little bit different, even if it's the exact same, like having a buddy, I think just makes it so much easier. I love doing lives because of that, or having conversations like this on podcasts, because it is so much better to be able to connect with someone else and have a conversation rather than feel like you need to have all the answers on your own. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's like building the relationships and the friendships is like one aspect. And then also building this like awesome collaboration or even like referral um, network, because once you start learning about more people and you're reaching out, especially like if they are in, in different, you know, niches or focuses on you, you get to know that person and you get to know if, you know, somebody comes to you, that's not a good fit client, you know, you know, this other awesome person that does help those type of clients and you can refer more strategically and, and find that better fit for, for that person who comes to you. So I think it's like, even like a good, um, us doing like a good due diligence by like learning who's in our, um, community. So we can be a community and we can actually, you know, um, send clients around if we're not the best fit for them. And I think we forget that, right? Like, even if we're in our niche, sometimes we forget that we don't have to do it all. And rather than feeling like we have to do it all, we can spread the love. But that also stems from being able to have the confidence to have an abundance mindset that, if I like the good karma thing, right? Like if I pass other people to other people, like it's going to be a better fit for them. And then maybe that'll come back around to me. Maybe it won't. But I think just knowing that like you're passing along a a client or a prospect to someone else who could potentially help them in a little bit more, I don't know, like honed down way, because Mm -hmm. that is their niche. That feels really good, whether there's monetary compensation for it or not, right? Like you can figure that out on your end. Um, but it is really cool 
being able to know the person to send someone to. And I think that that's another way, like as you start building your network, I've done this, my gosh, over the past year now, it's been really cool to see. So having like knowing different people on Instagram, knowing different RDs in different spaces on Instagram, whether it be in the business coach space, in the counseling space, in the working with RD space and the working with clients in whatever niche that is space, that's something that you can then bring to the conversation. So when you're having like the, what can I do for you conversation, right? Like, how can I help? How can I bring whatever to your world? Like, who would you like connections to? The same that the same thing that you would have done in person, like we were talking about earlier. Like, how can I connect you to X, Y, and Z in this small area? Think about that on a global scale because of Instagram, because of Facebook, because of all social media, right? Like, who can I connect you to on a global scale that works with clients, again, on a global scale, and now you can know these people too? It is such a game changer when you can make an introduction via Instagram or via or via email being like, hey, like you guys really need to know each other and I feel like you would really vibe. And then they come back and tell you like two weeks later, like, oh my gosh, that was an amazing introduction. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. For like, if they're going to use that introduction now, awesome and collaborate now, or if that's something down the road that ends up being prosperous for them, like that's amazing. So mm-hmm. I think you're right. There's more than just responding or saying, Hey, thanks for a DM, right? Like it can go so much further to broaden your network. Ready to start your nutrition business, but have no idea what steps you need to take. No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called six steps to start your nutrition biz and sign your first paying clients in this on-demand workshop. I'm sharing my six step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. It's so funny that you bring up like being the connector person. I yeah. I remember, so when I first graduated, I felt like very alone. I didn't have a community. I had just moved to Edmonton, Alberta, like long story short, I had lived there previously, but not as a nutritionist, not as an entrepreneur. So I like had yeah. to like build this whole new friend group and I felt so alone. And because of that, I started, um, with some other like nutritionist friends, we started a networking group and it grew and grew and grew. And then all of a sudden we had this huge community and I was like, wow, this feels like the missing piece that I've needed so much in my business. And yeah people kept saying to me, like, you're so good at connections. Like you just know people like, or someone would be like, oh, I need X, Y, Z. I'd be like, oh, this person, that person. And I have this like knack for just like connecting people. And it seems like you do as well. And I would love to kind of even talk more about how you've now used that in your new business, the dietitian collaborative, like how, what, what do you do? How do you connect people? Um, also, I know you run masterminds and retreats. So let's like talk a little bit more about like how you're using your skill now in like a broader sense. Yeah. So I think the aha moment, like, I mean, yes, I've been connecting people in like, I guess close knit spaces, but I didn't think, like I just said, I didn't think to bring it on the digital scale. So being able to do that was my really big aha moment in like mid 2021. And it's it's been really cool to be able to connect RDs who, 
I just had this like innate sense of like who need to be connected. And when they meet, it's just like sparks. It's amazing. So that is kind of the, the essence of the dietitian collaborative. I knew we needed a space, a community, whether it be digital in some way, shape or form, and then eventually in person. Um, and that really started with the podcast, just giving people a platform to speak, to share their stories, because we all have our own reasons. One that we got into the nutrition field and then two different reasons and different ways that we help people. And there's so many different pathways that we can take, right? Like solopreneurship has so many different forms now, which is really cool. And clinical has so many different Mm -hmm. forms now. So I think just giving people the space to share has been a really major goal of mine um, in just changing the dynamic from feeling like we have to compete to one of collaboration. And that's Mm -hmm. the essence of it. Um, But I bring that into mastermind settings as well. So I guess also in 2021, I got into human design and that is really what allowed me to take a step back and do the inner work needed to be able to figure all of this out, right? Like my business has taken many forms over the years from personal chefing to working with clients to working with busy families in an online capacity that did not work at all. So I think, I think to say that like, we really need to figure out what lights us up and use our zone of genius, our superpowers to figure out how we can help other people in a way that helps them. Yes. But also makes us feel like we are living out to our true potential. So that's kind of where all of this aligned for me in hosting these mastermind settings. So using that superpower of bringing people together because they need to know each other, but then also giving them the space where they can share their struggles within like a community, right? A very intimate mastermind setting. Um, And it is human design focused, which I think is really different and interesting because like we were saying earlier, right? Like we all have so many different personality types and you've probably done like Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and like Mm -hmm. to some extent for me, they've felt in line, but something has never felt like a hundred percent. But when I found human design and like leaned into that a little bit more, it gave me so much more clarity into what I was here to do. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of human design. I I can totally relate. I didn't really feel connected to the Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs. And when I learned my human design, um, and for anyone listening that knows what human design is, I'd actually love to chat a little bit more about it, but I'm a generator (laughs) and generator, um, as far as I know, is like someone that can be like work, 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 but something has to really light you up. So it's either like a hell yes or a hell no. And when I learned that I was like, oh my gosh, like this makes so much sense because when I have like that feeling of yes, I could do something for hours. And if it's a feeling of no, like I'll do it, but I'll hate it and I'll dread it. And that really empowered me to be like, okay, if I know this about myself, how can I like infuse more of this into my business? And how can I not like shame myself so much for being a certain type of business owner? So I would love if you could just share, because I think human design is like becoming more known, but for those people who are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What would, (laughs) how, how would you describe human design? Yeah. So it's a mix of like the chakra system, the chi, the Hindu chakra system, and like a couple of other things. So it's a little, it's a little out there, Mm -hmm. but I feel like once you, because you don't have to answer questions rather, because it's literally just your birthday, your birth time, your birth location, 
that is like as you as it can be. Oh, there's also astrology in there. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But because you're not answering questions, you don't let your mind get in the way. And it literally just I consider it like the essence of you. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. Right. So like if you understand like at a very high level, like what you're like what you're here to do, how you best respond to questions or how like how you best interact, right? Like with different people with different situations based on your human design, that can be an absolute game changer in business. Like you said, right? Like you're here to be able to respond as as a generator and if it lights you up, awesome. If it doesn't, okay, cool. Don't do it. On to the next one. And you're also waiting for things to come into you, right? Like yes, you can have an amazing idea. But if it's like a, if it didn't come from the outside world, it may not come into fruition in a way that, that works. Right. So it's, it's really cool to be able to hold a space for people to explore their human designs while they're also figuring out the next step in their Mm -hmm. business and what that's going to look like. So in Mm -hmm. that six week mastermind, it's kind of just like this human design incubator where rather than there being like guidance from I guess you could say like a business guru of like, Mm -hmm. Hey, you should do this, this, and this next. It's like, okay, what lights you up? Is that something that came into your space? Is that something that like other people are asking for? Or is this something that like you feel like you should be doing right? So kind of breaking down those shoulds, breaking down those, everything that I guess we've been conditioned to do and to really enact or really and really act in a, a way that feels hundred percent us hundred percent innate. And that's, I think that's the really cool part that comes out of the mastermind. So I guess like one really cool story is that there was an RD who was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to start uh, like a group program because that's, that's the next the quote unquote next step. Mm-hmm. And she was not lit up by it at all. And I was like, is it a hell yes? Is it a hell no? And she's like, no, nah, it's a maybe. I'm like, okay, cool. It's a no right now. Yeah. Let's go on to the next one. So like midway through the six weeks, she's like, I think I'm going to write a book and I'm mm. going to finish it by the end of this. I'm like, okay, girl, get it. Dude, she wrote a book and wow. like, it, yeah. And it was an ebook with like um, different Hispanic, like the based off of like my plate, but like different Hispanic foods based off of the country. Oh. Super cool. Yeah. And now it's successful. And she created it and was super lit up about it. So I think sometimes we put pressures on ourselves to grow our businesses in a way we think we have to, or we should be, but there's so many different options and we don't have to fit into that cookie cutter mold. Yeah. I mean, I know I can fall into that sometimes of being a business coach and knowing like, or my knowing and my, my experience, let's say that is, you know, starting with one-on-one coaching, then going to group program, then an online program. But for some people that doesn't light you up. And there's not, what I always say to my clients is there's no rules in business. Like I'm just giving you advice of what I have seen work, what has worked for me, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Especially if you're not interested, like, especially if you're not into it, people read that and they see that and they feel that. So it's like finding what really feels best to you. But like you said, I think so many of us like just go the traditional route of like what everyone else is doing or what we think we should be doing. And we don't actually take the time to like ask ourselves what we, sh- what we want to be doing, or we're not in community with people who encourage that. Right. So I, I, I mean, I personally have been in some masterminds before and that was like very, very healing to me because I was like, Oh, I'm with other people. I'm, I can bring my ideas to the table. I can get their reflections. And then at the end of the day, 
like you said, it's not a coach telling me this is the way to do it. It's me kind of like unearthing that feeling for myself and making that decision on how I want to move forward. So big fan of masterminds. I think they can be so, so helpful in helping you like cultivate that um, business identity for yourself. Definitely. And I think for, for you guys out there listening, like find like creating a mastermind for yourself can also be really beneficial finding someone who's maybe like one step ahead of you in business. And it can be a completely different business. That's actually where you probably get different, just different ideas, right? Like with my business boo, like Mm -hmm. he and I are completely different fields, but that's where some of like the best aha moments come from. And again, you can take the suggestions with a grain of salt. If it really resonates with you. Awesome. If it doesn't, okay. On to the next one, but creating your own can be a really fun way to start and create your own little community as well. Yeah, absolutely. Huge fan of that. I don't think we should do any of this by ourselves. I think um, the best work is done in community. So um, definitely leverage that. And I'd love for you to just share to wrap up, like what, you know, kind of offerings do you have? Can you talk a little bit more about the mastermind and maybe your retreats and where people can find you? Yeah, definitely. So my masterminds, uh, I don't necessarily have set dates for them, but follow me on Instagram for the upcoming ones. uh, And that is at the dietitian collaborative, all one word. So the masterminds, the masterminds are six weeks. They're very intimate. I like four or five people in them max and they are collaborative focused. So we do have these like different activities that we do throughout the week so that you really get to like be besties with the other people who are in this space because I think that really matters in business, right? Like finding your business bestie, finding your business boo and people that you really trust. Um, and it's also human design focused. So we, mm. we dig a little bit into your human design. You have a human design coach, uh, one session with her and really dig into how this can be beneficial for business, because I find that it can be an absolute game changer for business, whether you're working with other nutrition professionals or you're working one-on-one with clients, it can be an absolute game changer. And then because the world is reopening, I was like, hey, we should do something in person because (laughs) we really need this in our world. Um, So bringing, again, more of that like mind, body, soul, mind, body, body, spirit approach. I am hosting a five-day retreat in Lake Cuomo, Italy in September of 2022. So it's coming up. It's a couple of months away. Yeah, Um, it's coming soon. And this too is mastermind focused. But again, it's also, we're in Italy. So we're going to focus in on the culture, the food the like the exploration and really developing those relationships and forming collaborative bonds and how we can think about doing business business differently rather than feeling like we have to stick to a certain value ladder. And that's the only way, right? Like there are Mm -hmm. different ways that we can do business. So Mm -hmm. I just want to hold the space to be able to do that. And why not do it in Italy? Oh, sounds incredible. <laughs> I know I mentioned I might be in Italy at that time. So it's still <laughs> a thought in my brain, but I just need to figure out details. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then lastly, I know you have a free masterclass. Um, do you want to share a little bit more about that? I do. It's called Unleash Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Unleash Your Genius Masterclass. Um, and that really hones in on focusing on what makes you awesome. Like focusing in on your superpowers. Like I said earlier, I had no idea that like connection was one of my superpowers and that like bringing people together was one of my superpowers. I overlooked it. So in this, I I do, I think it's like a 10 minute like reflection to really help nutrition professionals figure out like what makes them excited, like bring out the little kid in you. Like, what did you, what were, what were you stoked as, as a little kid? Mm. And then we, we flow through and help you figure out your superpowers 
and your zone of genius within that, within that masterclass. And it's totally free. I love that. I'll make sure I put links to the mastermind, the retreat, the free masterclass, all in the show notes for everyone to get. And then, um, can you just remind everyone one more time where they can find you on Instagram? Yes. At the dietitian collaborative, all one word. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much for coming. This was really fun and always nice to yeah, collaborate, network, meet people. I, I love the podcast for that. And I really appreciate it. It's been so fun getting to know you more. So thanks for coming on. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.